Hello everyone and welcome to Spiral Out, the podcast where we talk about music and movies, artists and art, merch and memorabilia, collectors and their collections. A quick rundown of what this podcast is going to be about. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about tool and tool related subject matter, APC, Pucifer, Danny and the Baked Potato, related bands, prints, posters, all that awesome stuff. Our guest today is Joey Crumbles. Joey had an amazing run. This year, Joey did 28 out of 38 shows for Tool's U.S. tour. And he stopped by to talk about collecting, posters, the poster community, trading. I hope you enjoy, and thank you for listening. All right, so what are we going to talk about? Well, first of all, I kind of want to explain um, to people listening, Joey, this is Joey Crumbles, right? That's right. Um, From what I understand, Joey, uh, you've been collecting for a very long time. Uh, Tool merchandise, yeah, since the 90s, dude. And we met in Moline, Illinois. Yeah. I was pulling into a hotel room, and you were sitting outside. I just came up to you and started chit-chatting, right? Yeah, I mean, I was wearing my tool hoodie, so it was pretty easy to figure out that, you know, that's why I was in Moline. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and uh, for those listening, Moline is literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's a s- it's uh, right next to it, yeah. Yeah, it's right next to nowhere. It's a very small town. Um, surpri- I was surprised Tool was even playing there when I arrived. So was I. But anyways, we met. and I had to, I had to check a map. <laughs> for real. And, but anyways, we met and just kind of kicked off a, a little fanfare. And we had dinner and just chit-chatted about Tool the whole time. And uh, you just happened to be a super knowledgeable guy. I The first thing I talked about was trying to get you on the podcast. You went to about 30 out of the 38 shows, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think my count was twenty-eight, something like that. It was an obscene amount. So I'm just, I'm just curious where where Tool came into the picture. Where you were like, okay, I get this. This so is me. Way back in, uh, way back in like nineteen ninety, in ninety two, ninety two was cool. Ninety three is I, I believe that's the first time that I saw Tool, and. Uh, and it was basically uh, it was it was unremarkable to me at the time because you were um, so young. Because I was just like, yeah, and I, well, it, it was more like I didn't I didn't understand who I was seeing. Sure. At that point in time, I didn't think that they were going to end up being this um, this monster band. I swear to God, dude, it was every couple of months Tool was playing somewhere and. Um, we just started going because we knew it was so awesome at that point because, um, you know, Maynard was so wild, sure. you know, he, he'd come out, uh, wearing, you know, a thong and fake titties and paint himself, you know, half red, half blue. And it was really hard to, uh, you know, ignore the platform high heels that he was wearing. You know what I mean? What are we what are we watching? But then the noise that 
came out of this guy was uh, it was truly mesmerizing. And so it just became like religion to us. And uh, we just refused to miss shows. Couple that with everything else that you were seeing. And it wasn't like another metal show. The best way that I can put it is it was like Tool became the Pink Floyd of our generation. Sure. Because Pink Floyd obviously was one of the first to really start utilizing lasers and and uh, images, a, a theatrical end to it. You know what I mean? Sure. And Tool obviously was doing the same thing, but using this um, progressive type of music that was a little heavier uh, and a little angrier and a little more. It, it was angsty in yeah. the beginning. You know what I mean? And, but it was still melodic. It wasn't just crush your fucking skull um it was, it was um, smart yeah it was really it was smart rock you know and it, it made it just really dynamic and fun to be there you know I, we've talked a few times and i may be i may be wrong here but i'm from our conversations that you know you have amassed you know a pretty good collection yeah i mean there's there was a lot of things that um because of the way that I always collected everything from a whole bunch of bands, dude, not even just Tool. Sure. Um, like, if it had the logo, dude, I'm going to try and get it. Yeah. And, and realistically, because of the way that I collected, it just went into, the, into a box with all my other little collectibles. The fact that I, I had all of this other stuff amassed once I started picking through it, I was like, oh, dang, I got kind of a pretty good little collection going. Um, and because I was kind of smart about everything, meticulous. Like, I didn't um, I didn't put up posters in my room with, with thumbtacks. Yeah. You at least had you enough, know, you uh, know, wherewithal and mindset to, you know, not ruin things. You, you may not have. Because I don't, I don't want to poke a hole in it, dude. Nobody knew that it was going to be worth money. So, again, they just trash it. And I never did. You know, I, do, I didn't have a whole lot of tool merch until, you know, maybe the mid, mid to late 2000s. And I didn't even get into the, you know, print game, like which we'll get to here in a minute, you know, until somewhat recently. But I've always collected, like I said, if it had a logo of something I was into, I kept it and I put it in a box or I put it in, you know, something, you know, and it, again, I've kept it through relationships, through moving. I mean, how, how many times have you think you've moved since you were, you were a kid and, and just kind of moved this box, these boxes around? Exactly. I mean, and, and af after a while, I mean, it, everything just kind of grows with sentimentality, you know sure. what I mean? And, and to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting rid of that box. You know what I mean? Yeah, that box just stays somewhere. that box over there in the closet. <laughs> exactly, you know. That's got um, that's got all my concert tickets in it and the pics I've caught, you know. Oh yeah, dude, I have all my stubs, you know what I mean? So that made that made finding those boxes again later in life even more fun because I'm like, oh wow, check this out. When did you start noticing that the stuff you were collecting was increasing in value? So, back in the um, in the early two thousands, um, 
and I mean early 2000s, um, when eBay first emerged, there was no Facebook back then. <clears throat> so it, it wasn't like um, it wasn't like it is today. But you used to just be able to, dude, you could buy stuff and then you'd have to send them, you could send them cash or a cashier's check or you'd have to mail your payment. Then they would send your stuff. That's fucking wild, um, man. Just thinking about I know, like, right? hey, uh, uh, Toolfin86, I just sent you an envelope with, you know, $527. Can you, you know, hopefully you send my shit. Correct. I hope you check your mail. One of the things that I like to do was collect bootlegs. I would just start collecting all of the bootlegs, and the bootlegs were actually worth quite a bit of money, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and same thing with imports, different versions of um, different presses. I'm sure the same CD. Yeah, you know, you see a different cover, all of these things, and and they were worth a little bit of money. And so I started actually trying to angle towards trading my lesser valued things for the things that I knew were going to end up being worth more money later. It, it was just enema sure, and back. So the set lists were straight fire, dude. Right. You would yeah. look at because they would change their set list H all the time. All the fucking time back then. Good God, man. The different versions of things, different right. version of Flood. Yeah. You know, you're like, damn, dude, that was dope. Or he would hit different, he would sing it different, you know what I mean? Or he would add a different verse to things. Sure. Um, like there was an alternate verse to Bottom mm-hmm. um, with with Henry Rollins, but Henry Rollins isn't on that part, you know what I mean? Because he's not in person tonight. Yeah, yeah. So there was an alternate verse that he used. And to capture that and to hear him sing that, dude, I gotta would, find that because bottom is like give you a, bottom is like top goosebumps. Bottom is like top, I'd say top five, maybe maybe top seven, but de- easily. Yeah, uh, tool songs. It was one of the things that turned me on to Henry Rollins. Exactly. I mean, um, I kind of always you know, was a fan of Henry Rollins, but I mean, you know, you either like the Henry Rollins band or Black Flag, and or you don't. But uh, I always liked him as a person, as an artist. I just like that he was uh, he was always big on spoken word, which yeah. is basically what his verse is in bottom. Oh, for sure. You know, it's it, it it's all spoken word stuff. All he's doing is talking. I must survive you when he if, <laughs> before you know. Can't even do it right now. Yeah, a straight I mean, <laughs> right. You know, um, it, it, but it was it was just a lot of fun to try and collect those things, and then those ended up being worth a bunch of money. And and the thing was that I, I always held things uh, to a certain level of purity. But they ended up being worth a bunch of money, you know what I mean? And then that's, like I said, the emergence of eBay is what really changed things because you could monetize anything. Yeah. Uh, promo materials, even though it literally says at the bottom, Not for you know, you can't sell it. Uh, you can't reproduce it. Yeah, who's gonna stop? Come get me. Yeah, yeah. come get me. But through through all of that time, I just kept collecting, and pretty soon, man, it it really added up. All right. So again, this tour, you went to twenty eight shows. When did that kind of 
dedication <laughs> to shows start? Because again, we're with you right now. We're we're like mid two thousands. You're you're you got a collection going. You're starting to figure out that things are, you know, uh, worth some money. When does the I'm going to every show I can go to in the country happen? Oh, well, obviously, I mean, everybody wants to do that, right? Sure. I mean, if you could, you would. Um, but you know, in a way, just the stars kind of aligned on this. You know what I mean? I'm older. Mm-hmm. So uh, a little bit more established in life. So I'm not a teenager going, yeah. oh, man, I wish I could go to everything. You know what I mean? So for me to go out on tour with Tool, um, even though I'm not uh, working, is, uh, I mean, it's, god dang, dude, it's it's pretty much a fantasy, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny you should say, like, you know, just having, you know, being an adult and realizing, like, Hey, I can do this. You know, I only went to uh, six six shows this tour, but you know, I hit that last three, and, and you know, we happened to meet at the first one. But uh, you have to like stop and go. I don't know what it is about becoming an adult or whatever, but you definitely have moments where you're like, oh shit, you know, nobody's gonna tell me no. <laughs> like I can go watch Tool three <laughs> right. times in a row, you know, in four days. And nobody really gives a fuck. You're like, wait, I can do this? <laughs> like, this is a thing yeah, I can do? Yeah, dude. I, you know, I have the means? I do have the means. I'm okay. Like, I'm fucking going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go all the way across country to see this band. And, you know, you tell people that shit, and they're like, wait, what? You're going to go from Vegas to, you know, Moline, St. Louis, and Cleveland to see the same band over and over again every night? And in your brand, you're like, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. In their brand, they're like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then it, and then on the other side, you know, I I, I just, um, I see, yeah, you know, we're in Moline, um, which is fucking weird to me um, because why else would I be in Moline? The town literally um, looks like it's out of an episode of Goosebumps. It, dude, it, did that place not look like a ghost town during the day? Yeah, like no, was, I mean, it, it looks weird, dude. It looks like they took a um, Tim Burton movie and just plopped it in the middle of Illinois. Yeah, not only that, dude, but they gave it to us during the day. Yeah, so it was just like you—you you see everything clearly, yeah. and everything consisted of basically nothing. Yeah, it, it looked but, like it looked like a small town with a shit ton of haunted houses and then a weird stadium in the middle that tool plays at yeah uh, but and a but bus station across it, the street you know uh, right and the john deere factory yeah. right next door you know what i mean no that was um, definitely but, they, when we drove around what was there john deere road right yeah i mean everything was i'm pretty sure it was john deere elementary school you know oh, yeah. like, <laughs> every, everything there was based off of um john, that one john deere. company yeah you know what i mean and, they should uh, just call it John Deere, Illinois. I mean, why, why fuck around? It, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't. You know what I mean? Moline, it, it, it was a, it was an all right spot, but realistically, like, dude, I started out in Eugene, Oregon. I'm moving with these guys, man. Where they say I go, I go. I don't have to like it. I just gotta go. Right. And what was amazing to me about this tour, especially, was the number of people that I would see over and over again, 
Yeah, and I, I think um, I think that's one of the things that inspired me to do this podcast was there was just so many people that are you know going to every show and 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 there's like there definitely is like a cast of characters that are regulars throughout this community. You know, I'm putting my name out there as well. And everybody, everybody has their story, right? Sure. And it, it doesn't necessarily always have to be, oh, yeah, I've been out here the whole tour. It's literally most of the time people are like, I'm going to Eugene and Vegas, fucking Houston, Louisville, and Moline. Yeah. You know? And I keep using that word because... I mean, realistically, like that was the most far out there spot where I was like, I had to check a map to see where it was, dude. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense. Like, why would we be playing here? Once you get there, you're like, fuck, this place fills up pretty good. You know, that place was pretty rocking, dude. No, it was packed. Um, I mean, we, we, for those listening, um, me and you were both there entirely too early. Uh, you know, the night before, at least we, we were in line and we, I think we both got a little bit of sleep and then we were back in line. So we yeah, just I mean, it, <laughs> next to this building. For, it turned into this weird thing, right? Where like, I, I knew the people that were already lined up, yeah. you know? So it's like, I leave my hotel and just cruise by in the middle of the night. And I know that there's going to be people there, and I know that I'm going to know those people. And it could be like that for any city. Yeah. And realistically, it it wasn't like that in the beginning of the tour, just so that everybody is aware. People weren't spending the night in front of the venue. Not in Eugene? The night before. No. People showed up, you know, at 4 o'clock in the morning. Dude, they're fucking ready to go, man. Yeah. And... And I think that that it wasn't necessarily that everybody was nobody was racing. It was just a pure um, excitement. Uh, and then at some point, things changed. Again, it wasn't about the excitement of what we were going to see anymore. It was um, so. It was jockeying for position. Our, again, that's that's where this this next question comes in. Since you you know started in Eugene, when did you see the shift? And the it, reality was that you had people that did not want to be there at that time, but they also knew that because of the race to uh, capitalize on what we were doing, um, the wrong people got out there in front, and they turned it into basically a competition. People were just doing it just so that they could make sure that they got a fucking t-shirt that wasn't fair dude i agree again going to other tours and other shows you know i i did vip you know the last tour and it, it didn't even occur to me that i wouldn't be able to get a signed print i just did the whole tour walked out to the merge booth picked up my signed print picked up my unsigned print picked up my venue t-shirt fucking bickety bam go watch tool you know i was in san diego where i'm i just i showed up at you know 10 11 a.m and there were tons of people there and getting a poster was like their main their main thing and it, and i think that's where it kind of started with me 
you know, people kind of turned me on to the, the different prints, and, and that's all she wrote for me. Now I have fucking 25 posters. But, right. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a few other side well, one things. Of, one of the things was that it, it, it shifted a little bit. And I think in Phoenix is when we first saw it. Is that um, before Vegas? You know, there was people. Yeah, that was the night before Vegas. Yeah. Because I think Vegas was a big turning point. It really was. But a lot of the people that went to Vegas were also in Phoenix because it's not that far away. You had people that did spend the night out in front of uh, Footprint in Phoenix. And it started early, dude. And then that show went off and people immediately left the show and started their way towards Vegas. And again, and for, for people listening, what we we're saw what happened there uh, again, for people listening, um, what we're talking about is before tool shows, if you don't know anything about this, specifically this tour, you know, I would say up to 30, 40 people, sometimes more would show up, not just at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., but 1 a.m. or 10 o'clock the, the night dark, before. Dude. Yeah, 10 o'clock the night before. And it, and what we're talking about is it got so uh, competitive, I guess is the right word, that, you know, 20-some-odd shows later, we're in Moline, and dudes and others are showing up at, you know, 3 o'clock, 1 o'clock the day before you know, spending 30-some-odd hours in line. And, and what they're after is... doors. What they're after is drumheads. And with the resale value of things and yada, 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 uh, and trading value is another big thing. If you have an opportunity to get a drumhead, you know, you, you're stupid not to. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're definitely in a position of advantage if you were to pull one of those things, man. And the reality was that there's a whole bunch of people out there, man, that they had the money to do it. Um, they were prepared to pull the trigger. They just needed to put themselves in a position to be able to score it. And, um, you know, at some point you're, you're going to end up in a position like we were in where, you know, the first 10 people in line, that's what they're there for, dude. They're yeah. trying to score those drum heads uh, the, the bass heads, especially, um, yeah. They're obviously very, uh, very sought after, very valuable. It's just wild and to me that I've seen. Uh, there's points and times in this tour where I've, and previous where I've looked at them, okay, and went, meh, it's too expensive. I don't want it. Like I kick. I don't want to say I kick myself because I don't know if I'd buy one now. But uh, just the the ambition to collect it, you yeah, know what I mean? is just wild to me. Uh, and again, I have ambition to collect the prints. I love the prints. I uh, I hope to have you know all thirty eight of this tour at some point in my life. I'm in no rush. Yeah, and I mean, and and I think that ambition switched a little too. Where not only am I going to get a drum head, but I'm going to get five or six prints, both signed and unsigned, and I'm going to get five T-shirts, you know, or two in each size, and okay. I'm going to start. Right. I'm going to start. You know, and again, I don't, I, I haven't really decided. I, I'm leaning towards, that's not that bad, you know. Uh, you're spending a lot of money going from show to show to show. Uh, it's got to 
you got to pay for it somehow. So I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea. I just think it gets dangerous once you get a group of people who are doing it at like 30 prints and I'm getting 40 shirts and I'm getting, you know, 20 well, signs. They're prints. running a business off of doing what we're doing. Agreed. And, I, and again, I don't necessarily think that is a terrible thing. It's just when... I just have a I ha, I have somewhat of an issue and and I, I know I'm gonna get shit for this and I probably shouldn't say this, but I I don't necessarily think it's cool to the hundred people that bought VIP that they go through line and absolutely get no print, you know? Yeah, I mean there's there's a line right and and it's it, it's mixed between like decorum and etiquette and greed there's no other way that you could put it other than you are absolutely trying to capitalize off of anything that you possibly can again i was out there all night no intention of getting a drum head uh actually most all three of those shows i was out there you know pretty early um cleveland being the earliest but uh and hopefully get my signed print, which, you know, was successful in all but one, which was Cleveland. And everybody knows what happened, you know, happened there. I don't have to really talk about yeah. it. But, <clears throat> I mean, again, I, I have no issue with somebody getting a few extra things here and there. You know, that's the perks of being, you know, in VIP for Tool right now. Because you know, there isn't any other. Yeah, where, I mean that's what where, they they turned it into that. Dude. And you wonder if that's it, planned. I, I, honestly, I I've I've said before that you know um, two things. One, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Okay. Just because you're first in line doesn't mean you can buy all fifty fucking shirts. And we watched people buy literally boxes no, of yeah, show I mean, shirts. There was, the whole box, out of, out of all the shows I went to, there was only one place that I actually saw there being a limited on shirts. Posters was a different thing. It was limited here and there. But limited shirts, I, I only saw one lady stop somebody from buying, you know, 20 shirts. And you just see them with, like, 20 shirts in their hand go, can I sell this person 20 shirts? And it looks ridiculous. It, it does, dude. It, and... And it's honestly, I mean, it's a it's a pretty good smack in the mouth to anybody else that's standing behind you. Can I get a medium? Nope. He bought all of them. Yeah, okay, that can guy I get a right fucking there. large. Nope. nope. You know, no, you can I, get a small, or you can get lost. Yeah, <laughs> for real. That's the great greatest way to put it. I'm a two X, so they were those are the least amount of shirts. I mean, the lady told me she's like, there's 16 in the whole venue. Um, and that guy bought him over there. And I happen to know that guy. Right. And I go, hey, man, we're friends. Let me get, you know, let me trade you this large for 2X because you can't go empty-handed. Uh, you got to have something. Uh, and, you know, again, we know each other, so he happened to make the trade. In uh, Cleveland, it was a different story. Again, same person. No, no two XLs. And again, I'm in VIP. I'm tenth in line. Right. Tenth in line. Two X's are gone. What? All right. 
yeah, you're going to have to go talk to the to another VIP guy about buying merch. Yeah. Like, at no point should it ever be like that. And, you know what uh, I mean? again, so it, I find it, a guy, and I'm like, hey, I know you got two X's. Let me get a two X. That'd be $110. Yeah, no, I and, and it's funny, too, because there's other stories, and, and I'm not sure if it was you that it happened to, but, you know, the, the 2X thing, you know, he'll, he'll trade you, and but he wants his additional $5 because the 2X was an upshot. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that was me. I had a, I had a Venmo and $5 for sure. <laughs> like, what a shitbag, dude. I mean, I, like, you're the, I shouldn't even have to come ask you to begin with because you wear a fucking medium. Yeah. You know, I, I, in no way, shape, or form should you have nine 2XLs. You have all of them that are in the building. Like, that's just a dick move. I mean, and at that point, like, you're here for the money. You're no longer here for the experience unless your experience happens to be watch me fuck everybody over. And I I hate to do this, and I just I just don't want to spend our whole interview talking shit. <laughs> um you know, I have an interview with the individual we're talking about coming up. Uh, I'll, I just fantastic! I can't wait to hear it. I I'll just tune in. I just didn't want to release it first, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but but it, realistically, it's not even just that one guy. There's, no, I know. there's been there's guys many. Uh, that you saw, and then there's been guys at other spots, and they're professional flippers, dude. No, like for, everybody knows their eBay name. That's the kind of flipping we're talking about. Agreed. There are guys that are career guys, dude. One of the things that I I I thought was absolutely bonkers was we were in Phoenix, and there was some people that showed up in line, and the first thing they said was, "Is this the merch line?" <laughs> And we were kind of, we looked at each other like, yes, they didn't even know who Tool was. Hmm. And it turned out that they took a job from an app, um, like a side job type app. This person wired them money to buy merch for him. And they were being paid $22 an hour. And twelve fifty per print that they pulled. Damn. So they were out there for six hours. So they made, you know, they made a, a decent little, you know, close to one hundred fifty bucks, you know, and then twelve fifty each print. Yeah. And back then, um, your limit was two. So and there was three of them. So two, four, six immediately. And they text this dude, and they're like, hey, we got six. Do you want us to get back in line? He said, no. Go get in, the, go get in line for the doors. And then go back in and hit it again. He actually provided them with three tickets so that if they got shut out at outside merch or if there was no outside merch, they could go in and use his tickets and still score which they did and they scored an additional set a yeah. pair each yeah, so, so 
and that's, I, and, that's cool. and this dude was not even at the show, dude. He scored twelve prints. Yep. From a show that he wasn't even at. I seen uh, you know, and that that print is trending at you know, say three hundred fifty or four hundred dollars each. Yep. He doesn't give a shit. Like he he paid those people off, no problem. Yeah, it probably cost and him one grab print. And go. It probably cost him one print to, you know. And he yields eleven. Yeah. And like I said, you know, uh, assuming that it, it, that print is trending at three fifty or four hundred, you know, he made, he just made four thousand dollars that yep. quick, dude. And he wasn't even at the show. It kind of changed things because we were like, wait a minute, like we have outside players that aren't even here. The first time, the first time I noticed that, again, I went, I went to the San Diego show, and that was kind of like, um, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, it, I saw everything in this community at that one show, before I had even, even knew anything about the merch game or anything. I, I just went to the show early and happened to meet, you know, a really good guy, who was into prints, and he kind of just schooled me real quick. And we've been, you know, chit-chatting ever since. But, I mean, I saw a guy asking me, you know, where's the outside merch booth? I don't even want to go. I mean, his little words were, I don't even want to go to the show. Or, you know, and then another guy going, can't they just let me go get merch and then come back out? Like, and I'm just, like, taking it all in. And I think, you know, what really got me is I ended up getting two prints from that show. And then somebody immediately asking me, hey can I buy your extra print? The dude gave me like 250 bucks. I didn't even have to say anything. And it just blew my mind. Right. It just blew my mind. I was like, wait a second. Right. This guy came up to me with $250 in hand, handed it to me. I gave him my extra poster that I just bought for $75. You know, that's a, you literally tripled your money that fast. It yeah. immediately paid for your other print, and you walked away with No, I mean, I bought a money. shirt. I, I think my ticket was 100 bucks. I spent a 100 and maybe 200 bucks on merch. So, I mean, I was in 300 bucks for the night, and dude gave me 250 bucks. So, I saw Tool, got a free poster, and a, and a couple of shirts for 50 bucks. You know, you can't beat right. that. Right. <laughs> And then you, yeah, no, it's and and it's a beautiful thing, right? Right. Um, Because in the beginning of the tour, also, you know, it was uh, one signed, two unsigned. Yeah. So literally, you could yield three prints immediately, and if they had leftovers, like they had in the beginning, and and throughout the tour, they would just pop out. You're like, how do we still have those things left? Dude, it's so wild to me that, that there were anything left in those beginning shows because. You know, I went to Vegas. That was nuts. Those were gone quick. And then the next show I went to was New Orleans, which by that time, you know, that's you know somewhat mid tour before the break, right before the break. Um, right. They were gone in. You know, I was general mission there, but they were gone in. You know, forty five seconds. <laughs> you know, yeah. As soon as the doors yeah. open. Well, and the vintage prints, the vintage or legacy prints. You mean last tour? <laughs> yeah uh you know when so like in eugene um they had the show print and they had this sh- the signed show print and then they had the canceled print and then they had mystics 
and trolls, both from Alex Gray. Dude. <laughs> and they had leftover oddies. So we were literally like, look at how many fucking prints they have. And <laughs> they were all up for grabs, dude. It, the, the rule was one you're allowed two. one signed, two unsigned, and it was unlimited on the other things. And we were looking at each other like, dude, they're, they're literally handing out $1,000 bills right now. Yeah. No, I mean, in Cleveland. And you can buy as many as you want. Yeah, in Cleveland, um, I, you know, didn't score a signed print, which just left me hungry. Uh, so when I had the opportunity to hit the other booths, um, I happened to find like a club level booth nobody had hit. You know, there was no, there's no entrance to it. You had to take an elevator to get there. Um, and I walk up and there is, you know, Addy Tampa, uh, Mystic Eye, uh, a couple other Addies, um, you know, a couple other Australian prints. I forget the artist's name. And, you know, one, uh, it wasn't as open then, but she was like, you can get one of each. And I, you know, I was floored. You know, you're, again, you're handing out, like I said, $1,000 bills. You know, here's a, here's a Mystic yeah, Eye. And, here's a Mystic Eye for $75. All of a sudden, we went from getting a show print tonight to getting five prints at once. Yeah. It was. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. If, and, okay. I'm, and I'm so glad for the groups because, A, I wouldn't be there in that position if it weren't for, you know, people exposing me to this. And, uh, and again, you know, knowing what I'm looking at, you know, walking up to the booth and seeing, you know, the Sydney mystic guy and, and, and knowing, sh you know, that's a fucking grail to a lot of people. Seeing a Tampa from this There's tour. There's no doubt. That's a grail for some people. Um, and then, you know, handing the lady $300 and getting five prints. <laughs> right. Which, you know, and, and, and it's almost like a pinch me moment because you can't believe that it's literally just that easy. Yeah. It, these are, these are keystones of people's collections. Yeah. Or that's the one they're missing from the set. Sure. You know, cause troll trolls were a set. Yeah. The, the oddies were a set. The Mystics were a set, you know, and it's like. I'm working on my Brooks set right, right now. right here. <laughs> right. You know, and, and I can't believe that they went that deep in the tour and still had that stuff. Me neither. Um, I mean, uh, people definitely were, you know, not pissed at me, but just pissed from other tours or other shows because they just weren't there, you know, and. uh yeah. What can you do? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry. Like, <laughs> you know, people might think like, oh, you had VIP, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. That's why you got those prints. That's not what happened. I had to run with GA. I just happened to pick a floor when I got in that elevator that had no access other than an elevator. And there was nobody there. And 20 seconds after I mm, asked for my prints, before I had even paid for them, a hundred people walked through the, through that entrance. You bet. And uh, they all figured it out. I just happened to be the first one there. You bet. And I got lucky. If, if, <laughs> if there is a title to this entire thing, it would be 
happen to be first. Yeah, just happen to be first. <laughs> because because it, it could be literally they could have just a, the smallest stack, dude, and you're like, I'll take one of each. Yeah. Sometimes they wouldn't even tell you just one. I'll take them all. <laughs> You know, and in in uh, St. Louis, uh, it was a fucking free for all. Like I, it was GA for me and my friend, and um, we ran up to the booth, and the person right in front of me said, "I want six. And you're just like, "What?" <laughs> a, you're right. A, you're angry because you're like, "No, like don't give this person six. And this person is, uh, associated with somebody we were talking about earlier. Um, right. You know, she's a hired gun, but nice person, but still hired gun. <laughs> um, she, yeah. she said yeah. six prints and then you're up and I'm like, fuck, you know, what do I do? Yeah, Why the fuck would I say only one? Yeah, no, for real. And in you, in your, in the pressure is on, you're like, People are behind you waiting. And these are people you've been talking to for hours. How do I how do I do this without being a dick? And uh and you know, at least in my case, I got four. Which, you know, you walk away from the table like, all right, I got four. I kind of feel okay about this, but uh, you know. And then, you know, twenty seconds after you <laughs> roll them up quickly. Dude, super quickly. And then uh, hopefully you brought your own plastic and uh, it's big enough to fit those four. Uh, <laughs> and then you, you literally right. walk away from the table and you, and you can hear it. It's the same every time. You hear, no more prints. Actually, you know what you hear first? You hear, can I get the one on the wall? And then right after that, somebody goes, no more prints or no more posters. And then a sea of people go, oh, yeah, the collective. Fuck. No, I mean the reality was that in in, in Tampa, uh, again, it was an Audi, and it was everybody knew it was coming, dude. It yeah. was one of the posters that got posted before. I I, it, I think it came out before the tour even started. Was he started posting pictures of him drawing it? And we knew it was going to be a tool print. We just didn't know where it was going to drop, right? And Tampa was the first night where we were like, oh, shit, it's a banger. Like an, a bonafide banger, dude. And I remember I was at the merch booth, and um, I was upstairs. And uh, there was a very, very long line. And... I got, I was able to score a pair. And I think it was just because I asked. <clears throat> she gave me two. And I mean, this stack was so thin, dude. And there was like three or four terminals running. And while I was standing there and I had my two prints out, they sold out. And a fight broke out in the merch line immediately, dude. Because people were like you motherfucker you cut in front of me and this is you know what i mean it started dude and that was the first time where i was like wow dude things got a little bit out of hand a little bit violent there dude like that shouldn't have happened you should just go oh damn you know what i mean but there was people that were obviously 
super heated about it because they were like, dude, I've been here all day. Da, 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 da. And, and, and of course, everybody's got a story of, what, yeah. you know, how they got there. Yeah, definitely. Um, everybody's got a weird journey. I came from Minneapolis. I came from Texas. No, you know, it, it's awesome yeah, that and people travel all, that far, but it, it doesn't help. <laughs> to get shut out right in front of you. Yeah. And you're just like, God dang it, man. I just came from whatever state and got shut out it fucking hurt dude i mean it happened to me in vegas i got absolutely shut out and i was there all day and i was first one through my line at the door and it didn't matter dude no it was a low was run only, i'm only from california it was a low it was run. a low run yeah plus yeah. they they took 200 outside and yeah. sold them at outside merch and i was like eh, i'm just gonna hit inside and then as it turned out, uh, because I knew that I had a pretty decent position at my gate. As it turns out, dude, that was not a good position. I probably should have got into the outside merch line and tried to work at least uh, at least a print that way. Because, you know, once you have burned off half of your prints for the night uh, at outside merch, yeah, um, there's not much you inside. Got, you got five. You got five booths inside, right? Yeah. Do the math, dude. That means you're starting out with a stack of less than 40 at each yeah. booth. And if you're not... That's to start the night. You know, again, if you're not, you know, the first 20 people in each one of those booths, sorry, you are not going to get a poster. And it's... Happened I, to be first, man. Yeah. Just happened to, happened to be first. What, 20... Today's March 26th or something? Yeah, March 26th. Yeah, it's been three full months, dude. All right. So, I mean, from from the Vegas show, at least, it's been exactly two months. And my knowledge of tool memorabilia and artists and prints has just fucking skyrocketed. I mean, you have to learn quick to be in this game, (laughs) for sure. Or somebody's going to take advantage of you. Yeah, it'd definitely be quick or be dead, man. Either get with the program or get run over. For real. It's like you will lose money if you do not know what you're talking about. If you do not, you know, and I have good friends, you know, you, other people I can hit up and say, you know, what, if I ever get into a jam, you know, what, there are definitely some prints I don't know the the worth or, you know, may may need some questioning on. And, and I have people that hit me up now and go, hey, Chris, you know, what do you think this? I mean, it happened twenty seconds ago while we were talking. Somebody was like, "Hey, man, how much do you think the West Valley's worth? Is it around 400 I'm like, "Ah, it's a little bit less, but you know, do what you can do." But yeah, and I it's mean, the game. Like, I don't. Uh, Columbus took a chance. Yeah, I don't have any judgments on anybody that's you know selling their shit, trading their shit, uh, buying a little bit extra. It is the game, and we're, we all we all are playing it. As, I think, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you know. We're all playing, <laughs> you know. It's it's fun, right? Well, and, but and it's I think not part of it nice. too is that we're playing <laughs> futures, yeah. Right? We're we're playing towards futures. I'm betting that my I, I'm going to spend, you know, say two hundred and twenty five dollars. We'll say three prints, right? Sure. Um, and and realistically, it, it's more like four hundred fifty dollars because if if I can get three. It's probably going to be assigned and two unsigned, right? If you can. And I'm right. And realistically, I'm betting that the prints that I'm buying tonight 
I'm going to be able to move, not for cash, but for trade. Dude, it's all about the trade. And I'm hoping that my prints trend higher than what so I'm looking for. I end up with correct. Dude, and, I... and perhaps I'm not at that show where the absolute banger comes out, but I could work a two for one. I could work a three for one. Yeah. Some sort of major trade so that I can acquire this thing. Um, and whether that's for a monetary thing or whether it's uh, I'm chasing that particular artist thing or, you know, it, it, it really doesn't matter. The fact is that you want to have that trade bait on hand. Oh, for sure. I mean, so that you can try to diversify, but you're also betting on, you know, your own knowledge. And if you don't know what you're doing, then you're buying a whole bunch of stuff that you're probably you're 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 not going to lose money. You'll never ever lose money. You're, everything is going to be worth at least double what you paid for it. But obviously, there's going to be the the other prints that jump out there and you know look at look at cleveland go baby i know that sucker is sky high you know that thing is bionic dude it is fucking killing it and it if you could acquire one of those well now you know you have a heavy hitter on hand so you could trade for no, the yeah, cleveland yeah. what the end game is with these prints is a it's just cool to collect but, uh, you know, we started this conversation off talking about how you got into collecting. And, you know, now we're here where it's just full-blown, you know, commerce and, you know, capitalism at its core. And, again, no judgments. It I absolutely is. I play the game for sure. And it is what it is. I, I, I mean, think it's fun. You could be buying for your... Uh, for your own pleasure, you know, you could want this sucker. Uh, it could be its forever home, right? But the reality is that, you know, you have to look at things. You don't have to. Most people do look at things as this is literally money. And for sure. it, I don't, I don't necessarily think that everything has to do with money. But I, I will tell you that, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, when I when I first met my chick, um, she was like, so what's up with all the posters? If I wanted to, say, go to Hawaii, I just move a couple of few of these. You know, if I want to go do something, if I need something, um I know that that sucker right there is worth uh, 1500 bucks, man. And it's surrounded by other thousand dollar posters. And to me, it, I love the fact that I, I have so much art yeah. and I do look at it as true art. I, I do believe that it's a bona fide medium for sure. Um, concert art is a thing now, dude. It's a multi-million dollar business. You know, it's, it's a, it's its own animal. I agreed, um, and, and it, I think it's a little bit more accessible, in my opinion, than, than normal. I don't even know. There's so much art that you can't even t say what normal art is. But it's like, uh, you know, you go to a gallery, and it's like $900 for a painting. And you're like, ah, what the fuck? You can go to a tool If you wait in line all day, 
all night and go to a tool show, you'll get you you know you can get a poster for seventy five bucks, and it's it's a real piece of art, and it's worth nine hundred, just yeah. like that canvas. Yeah, it is. You know, um, and then, and and realistically, it, everything is an investment. You know, sure, it, it's literally my art portfolio is a portfolio, whether you want it to be or not. It's it my art collection is worth money. Yeah, I started in San Diego and, and ended in Cleveland. I didn't go to every show in between. I went to a few. But I, you know, between gathering prints from shows and trading, and, I, you know, I purchased a couple. I, you know, spent, you know, a couple, you know, thousand dollars on prints. But I, I guarantee if I sold off all the ones I have, I'd, I'd more than double what I put in. It, it, everything is just a numbers game, really. I mean, realistically, it's a touch. It, dude, we're touching on touchy subjects. That's you fine. Know? And that's, that's the point. You know, I, it, it it's it, a lot of it's controversial, but I'm I'm also the first one to to tell you, like, dude, I don't I don't lie. Yeah. Um, I think that's you know, there's why you, I gravitate you can do a whole bunch you. of other, <laughs> right? You know, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you answers that you're probably not going to like. Maybe some of this information, you know, is going to help somebody. There's somebody coming in here that's like, I want to do this. And then you realize, like, ah, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> like, I can't handle this. Or Fuck, I don't want to do this. Or <laughs> or the opposite, where it's like, I do want to do this. I listen to that podcast. I know what I'm in for. I know what I'm up against. You know, and it's, it's you know, I went to Cleveland ready. I went to Cleveland knowing, hey, there's A, B, and C person you know, here and they're heavy hitters. And again, I like these people. They're great people and they have goals and I have goals. I want that print. You know, if I can get two, I want two. And, you know, there just happen to be individuals there that wanted 30. <laughs> and, right. If and, you can get two, he wants eight. Yeah. And again, do, do I think that's wrong? Kind of. Um, <laughs> but, uh, again, I knew I'm not even, I'm not even mad. Um, I'm not upset. That's the game. That's how it's played. You know, if I was in the same situation, I probably wouldn't have done that, but I would have got a few <laughs> and I would have traded in or sold yeah. a couple. Um, so again, I went to Cleveland ready and knowing what was going to happen. And I walked away, I think a winner. Uh, in my mind, even though I didn't get a signed print. And again, if you're, if you're trying to get these drum heads and these prints and sign such and such, it sucks to say this and it's not for everyone, but this is kind of what you have to go through. And, and part of it is fun. You meet the people, you talk to them, you have a good time all day. Some people are smoking weed, some people are drinking, you know, some people are doing, you know, harder things for sure. And it is yeah. definitely an experience. I mean, people talk about it. I, I know people in Cleveland that weren't in VIP, but they showed up a day, you know, a whole night in advance just to hang out all night and fucking party. Great. I love those people, dude. Right. They're super awesome. In the end, it's still a concert, dude. Sure. That's the last kind of thing that I want to touch like on we is spend an awful lot of time talking about other things. Sure. And the, not even touching on the fact that, dude, at the end of all of this, we still get a concert. Yeah, we get not only a concert, 
but a but a tool concert which is in my opinion you know again this is just my opinion one one of if not the best live bands you know ever it's a hell of a treat man again joey crumbles thank you good fun dude and we yeah we'll do it again uh i'm gonna stop recording all right i want to thank joey crumbles what an amazing first guest i mean that guy just knows his stuff I want to thank Brian Paulson, our researcher. I want to thank the Tool Facebook and online community. You guys have been amazing to me the last few months. Very welcoming. I hope you like the podcast. We got more coming up. We're interviewing artists that make the prints. We're interviewing more Tool fans, more collectors. My goal is to... Be as engaged with the tool community and art and poster community as much as possible. So again, thank you for listening. It's only up for me.